The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! <laughs> you think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? <laughs> well, I mustn't have been paying attention. When you were just talking to me Do you think that you could repeat the question And I listen more attentively There must have been something In all of that nothing That wasn't quite so easy to see And I must have missed something When you were just talking to me I don't even think I should try the Papa Paz today. Oh. <clears throat> really? Mm-hmm. Get my sponsors ready to. I got us covered today. Uh. Bye. Yeah, I didn't hit one bar. Yeah, I heard. Or didn't hear. Didn't hear. <laughs> that was the case, baby. <laughs> Alright, let's get this show on the road, shall we? Let's do it. Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast. Lost my voice even on podcast. <laughs> Here at the here at Hyatt Top Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio Twenty One Podcast Cafe, I want to thank our sponsors: McLennan Real Estate, Century Twenty One in Methuen, and I think they also have an office in North Andover, I believe. Mm. Uh, the Zany Pesci Law Office—they um, specialize in. I don't usually talk about them, but we'll talk a little, a little bit today. They—they uh, they specialize in like bankruptcies and that kind of stuff, but they also do oh. real estate type stuff. So they're like real estate attorneys, but they also, they're really good at bankruptcy. In fact, I've talked to Vinny a couple of times about like trying to restructure the debt at the Valley Patriot. And he's like, why don't you declare bankruptcy? Put off all your, put off all your, your debt. Like there's two different types of bankruptcy. There's the one where like you don't pay any, any of your debt and you kind of go under. Then there's the other one where it restructures your debt. And so he keeps telling me that that's what I need to be doing. Um, and eventually I may, I may go that route, but I, I need to see what our tax situation is for us. So yeah. uh, I want to thank uh, Marsan and Son Construction, EIS Investigation and Gun Training, Borelli's Deli. I missed them by a minute and a half last week. No. I got, I got there at like 4.01, oh. and I looked in. I, I'm knocking on the, on the door because I had papers to put in the hallway anyway, and I thought maybe they'll let me sneak in, but everybody was already completely gone. It's like 4, four, four o'clock and one second, people are peeling out of the driveway <laughs> at Borelli's. And I think they open really early, though, and I don't know why he closes at 4. Everybody gets out of work at 5. You would think maybe he'd be 
He be, but you know he's been doing this for a long time, so he knows say, his own yeah, business, right? He's been doing it for so long, you know, I think. There's obviously some benefit to it. Yep. Uh, Tomo and Shake and Seafood. Boy, we spend a lot of money there. I'll tell you that. We spend way more money there than they spend on advertising. But you know we get the benefit because the food is just so incredibly good. Um, Clear Path for Veterans, New England. I do have a sad news. Um, our veteran Jeff that we got off the street two weeks ago, he came over to us at TMF. The next day, we got him into Bedford. They did an intake. They put him in a program. And then last week, right before we went on the air, I got a call from Randy saying, hey, just wanted to give you an update. Your guy's still doing good. He's still in rehab. Um, he, he, uh, Randy talked to the person in charge, his caseworker that morning and said he seems to be doing good. And then 6 o'clock Thursday night after the show, I got a call from Randy that he faked a heart attack to go to the <gasps> medical ward. No. And as soon as the nurse turned her back, he was out the door. Oh. So if anybody out there sees Jeff, you know he's going to end up coming back to the Lawrence area. You know he is. Um, anybody sees Jeff, the veteran. Um, and I will post a, a picture of him on Facebook. Anybody sees him, you need to be encouraging him to go back. You need to be encouraging him to reach out to us and go back. Um, we've had veterans go, go in four, five, six times before they finally got clean. Yeah. And, and I get it, but, you know, and if Jeff's watching or if he's listening for some reason, you know, a lot of good people put themselves out for you, dude. And there's a lot of – this guy was just days away from having his own apartment, having a job. I mean, the, Randy and the people at ClearPath really go above and beyond to help veterans, especially homeless veterans. And had he just stayed in the program like another week – he really was like days away from having a normal life. And I get it. I get the heroin addiction. I get it. That it's, it's so, I mean, I can't quit cigarettes. I can't even imagine what it's like trying to quit heroin. And I get it. But a lot of good people have put themselves out and spent a lot of time and resources to try and help get you clean and, and put you on the right path. And dude, you were this close. Like you were this close to having a real life and not living on the streets and not looking for your next fix and not having your family members hating you and not having any you know disposable income and and you blew it but that's okay like it's okay because my sister i think she went to rehab six times before she got clean my sister kiana Mm -hmm. (coughs) excuse me and um and and now she's great she's clean she's got two babies she's married she has a house and it's because she kept going back and she she didn't stop trying and so if you're out there and you're addicted and and some of this seems like it might apply to you You've got to reach out to people. You've got to reach out to people that can help you. There's a great network in the city of Lawrence of people who will help get you off the streets, get you into rehab, especially if you're a veteran, but even if you're not a veteran. And um, and all right, so we're just going to leave it there. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, the Mercurio, Doug Mercurio Law Office in North Reading, AFC Urgent Care, which is still trying really hard. Um, Brian DePena's people are just not getting back to me. Um, she's looking to put up a billboard in the city of Lawrence, and she's also looking to open an urgent care in the city of Lawrence. And she wants to hire all Latinos, have it be Spanish, because she wants to service the immigrant communities. But the, the mayor's office isn't getting back to us. So, and we, that's going to be a recurring theme during this show because we've got a few other things to, that fall in that same category. I also want to thank Pleasant Valley Landscaping, Dave Id Consoli. Uh, JG's Ice Cream, a free shout-out to them, and uh, f- also a free shout-out to Sullivan Insurance and the Paul Lambert Law Office in Lawrence. All right, what do we got today? Oh, well, that's it. That's the end of the show. I've, be- I've eaten up all our time. Oh, Thanks yeah. for coming, kids. Good night. Um, 
I feel like we can squeeze in another 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, we might be you. able to do some of that. Um, I'll allow it. All right, let's, let's, let's do some cleanup stuff for us. So I finally, start, I finally got to start to edit and post videos of the bash. And I want to thank Dave LaCroix because for years I've been looking for a free video editing program. And when I had my other, when, I, when Windows Vista existed, Windows Movie Maker came with it. And then, of course, that went away. And now you don't get the free Windows Movie Maker, which was wonderful. So for the last few years, I haven't been able to edit video. I don't have a Mac. And he turned me on to DaVinci. It's called DaVinci. Crap, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, but there's a free program online I've been using, and I've been uh, cutting and editing and posting videos of the bash. And I wish I had been able to do it sooner, like like right after the bash, when most people were still interested. But we are getting them up. And I know that the award winners and the scholarship winners and their parents are loving that we're posting these. I think we still have another four or five. And what I'm also going to do is once I've got all the awards and the scholarships posted, and they're almost all done, um, I'm going to go through the video and I'm going to edit out and, and post a full video of the bash if people want to watch it from beginning to end. It's like probably only five of you out there, but that's, that's why I'm here. I don't care if it's for one of you. That's what I'm doing. Um, and also, um, there were some special moments throughout the bash that didn't have anything to do with the awards or the scholarships. And we're going to put a little montage of those together. So uh, stay on the lookout. Stay on the lookout for, for Bash uh, videos. And the other thing that I'm going to be doing is next year's our 20th anniversary. So now that I've actually got a video editing program that works and is good, um, I'm going to be going through all the old videos of all the old Bashes. And we're going to start putting together some promotional stuff for the 20th anniversary to kind of show everybody where we were and where we are now. And I think that'll be a little fun. Earth Day is this weekend. I don't know if anybody knows Earth Day is this weekend. Not like it's going to matter. It's not going to matter. He says as he lights a cigarette. All these people out there who have been, I don't want to say brainwashed, but they've been misled. There's, uh, at least half the country has been completely misled about this whole global warming thing, the environment, all this other stuff. I know Earth Day is coming up and a bunch of people will go out in each community and they'll do like these neighborhood cleanups and say, look, we're saving the earth. No, you're not saving the earth. There's nothing you can do to save the earth. Absolutely nothing. If, if every single person in America died tomorrow, like some, some, some mass pandemic hit and literally every person in the entire country died tomorrow, it wouldn't make one bit of difference in whether or not the earth is cooling or warming 0.001 degree over the next 100 years. And you get people running around saying, uh, global warming is the biggest threat to humanity. No, it's really not. It's really not. Uh, chemical weapons are probably a little bit more of a threat to humanity, I think, right now. Um, nuclear weapons, uh, nuclear war, um, pandemics, uh, people, uh, people releasing like China did with their biological weapon with uh, uh, the COVID virus. That's the greatest threat to humanity. Because that's something that can wipe out humanity tomorrow, not 150 years from now, the, the temperature of the earth goes up 0.001 degree. So those of you who want to go out and do neighborhood cleanups, that's great for your neighborhood. But, but please uh, don't lie to yourself and don't lie to the public. Don't post things on Facebook saying we're, we're saving the planet because you're not saving the planet. And most of these environmental groups... Um, Boy, I wish I, t I wish I brought in the pictures because now that I'm thinking about it, this would have been a good teachable moment for people. Um, I'm going to say maybe 10 years ago. And by the way, never hold me in my time frames because I don't get a lot of sleep and my time frames are always off. But it was about 10 years ago we got word that there were 
leaking toxic chemicals at the water treatment plant in Lawrence. I want you to think about that. Leaking toxic chemicals at the water treatment plant in Lawrence. That's the, that's the plant where they suck in all the water from the Merrimack River and they treat the water and then they pump it into people's homes so they can drink it. And a whistleblower called us and had taken pictures of these big, huge drums with this phosphorus white stuff leaking out of it. And you can see footprints from the workers walking through that room in the white phosphorus stuff, which was leaking toxic chemicals. So we wrote the story, we published the photos, and I called every single environmental group you can imagine. I called Massburg. I called the Mass DEP. I called every, literally, I went online and I tried to find every single environmental crazy nutty group out there that claims they care about the environment and global warming. Every single one that I could find. I must have spent weeks calling people, emailing people. Do you know how many of them got back to me about leaking toxic chemicals at the Lawrence Water Treatment Plant? Do you know how many? Called me back of the maybe 50 or 60 places that I, I, that I reached out to. Do you want to take a guess? Zero. You're right. Zero. Zero of them got back to us. So I finally found a friend who worked for the state who knew somebody at Massburg. Had him call them and ask them to call me. So the woman calls me. This is about 10 years ago. The woman calls me and I email her while we're on the phone the pictures and the testimony of a Lawrence whistleblower about exactly what was going on at that water treatment plant. And the answer that I got was, we're not really interested. We're not really interested. And when I called her and, I, and when we, we spoke on the phone, when she called me and we spoke on the phone, I asked her, why is it that Nobody in your industry is interested in leaking toxic chemicals at a water treatment plant if you care so much about the environment. And she, in a, in a, in a, in a bizarre, candid moment, said to me, well, that has nothing to do with global warming. Wow. She's right, by the way. It doesn't have anything to do with global warming because global warming is a political construct that has been invented by one political party in order to give that political party more power over government and, by the way, more power over your lives. Remember, they wanted to make us all change our light bulbs because that was going to save the planet. Remember? They were gonna have a, there was a, like a national bill that was filed to, to get rid of all of the light bulbs that we have to go for these the supposedly environmentally friendly light bulbs that sucked, right? Remember all that? Remember uh, we had to get rid of Tewksbury, by the way, uh, passed a measure probably around 2019 banning all plastic bags so that when you go to the grocery store, you have to use paper bags because they were going to save the planet. By the way, did that save the planet? Did, did we save it? Is global warming over now? No, no. And when COVID hit and it turned out that the plastic might hold on to the COVID a little longer than the paper... They did away with that, that ridiculous ruling, and went back to you can have paper or plastic. And remember, by the way, we were, going to get, we were going to save the rainforest when they created plastic bags at grocery stores because paper bags come from wood, and the wood that was being used was coming from the rainforest in South America. So we had to save the planet by having plastic bags Remember that? We were saving the planet by having plastic bags. And now, Tewksbury tells you five years ago, no, 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 now we have to save the planet by going back to plastic bags. 
And by the way, after that failed, you know what North Andover has before them right now? The Sustainability Committee in North Andover, my hometown. The idiot liberals that run my hometown, that are trying to destroy my hometown. You know what they're doing? They're considering a plastic bag ban in North Andover. Because that's so worked out so well in Tewksbury. And you've got to hear the ridiculous fucking excuses that these people are making. These people are ivory tower liberals who live in multi-million dollar homes in North Andover who are completely out of touch with the real world. And you know what their answer is? You know why they want to ban plastic? They want to save the planet. Got to save the planet. Boy, that save the planet gets used over and over and over again so that people who are in positions of power can increase their positions of power over you. And it's all about trying to dictate what you do and what you don't do with your life because none of it is going to save the planet. As I said before, if every person died tomorrow and we weren't emitting even one piece of pollution into the, ocean, into, into the atmosphere anymore, we weren't dumping one more thing into the oceans and we just stopped it wouldn't make one bit of difference because China is building like 10 coal plants a month. China is polluting 10 times more than we are. So we can scale back and we can change our standard of life and we can do all the things that the global warming alarmists want us to believe. And it's not going to make one bit of difference. Here's what does make a difference. You care about Earth Day? Here's what makes a difference. Yes, cleaning up your neighborhoods on Earth Day once a year, it helps a little bit. It doesn't save the planet. But it makes your community look a little nicer, so it's not a negative thing. But you know what? You know what does help save the planet? Going after politicians who sit on their asses and do nothing about companies who have leaking toxic chemicals in water treatment plants. That helps, certainly. How about going after companies that are dumping chemicals into rivers and streams and, and forests? How about that? How about going after multi-million dollar corporations? like the train industry that completely wiped out all of their safety standards, and now we've got chemical trains all over the country crashing, dumping billions of gallons of toxic chemicals into our environment. I haven't seen any of these environmental groups that claim they care about global warming, haven't seen one of them call for the Biden administration to do something about any of that. You know why? Because they're all on the same political side. They're all in on it. If it was Donald Trump, if Trump was president, they'd be blaming Donald Trump as if he was driving the train. Trust me when I tell you. Because when Donald Trump was president, everything was his fault. But isn't it funny how when their preferred guy gets in, when the same, sti- t- the same type of stupid shit happens, all of a sudden they're not blaming the guy in charge. They're not blaming the party in charge. They're not blaming the people in charge of our government because they're all on the same side. So all this global warming stuff, it's, it's really just propaganda so that one political party can increase their power over you. So as Earth Day approaches on Saturday, if you want to go out and you want to clean up things in your neighborhood, that's all great. But let's stop with you're saving the planet because you're not. And if you really want to do something, how about pressuring your legislators into going after companies and, by the way, government agencies that are polluting our environment? Because that actually does help. You're still not saving the planet, but it certainly helps the environment that we all have to live in right now. It's not the temperature going up 0.01 degree, one-tenth of 100%, one-tenth of 1% of a degree over the next 150 years. Because I'm not going to be here in 150 years, but if somebody dumps toxic chemicals into Lake Chickawick in North Andover, I am going to be drinking that water. And if somebody dumps 
toxic chemicals into the Merrimack River, my parents and Lawrence are going to be drinking that water. So that's what you can do. If you really care about the environment, how about start pressuring your legislators to go after these agencies that don't do shit about helping the environment. All right, that's my Earth Day uh, thing. In Lawrence, uh, a bunch of shootings happened on Sunday morning. I got a phone call from some neighbors. I said, can you please snap some pictures? They're like, ah, it's kind of over now. I wish I'd called you earlier. I didn't think you'd be up. It was like 3.30 in the morning. I was still up. Um, the guy actually saw that I posted something on Facebook, and he's like, oh, oh, I guess he's up, so I'll call him. And he called me and said that there were two shootings on West Street, uh, right, right by the, uh, the West Street Park, which is, by the way, literally the most dangerous area of the city of Lawrence. It's, it's, it's actually one of the few areas I won't even go. There's a bunch of homeless over there behind that park, and I won't even go there. Mike Gorman's a pretty brave guy. He goes there all the time, but I, he's a better man than I am, and I'm armed. He's not even armed. I'm armed, and I'm still not going into that neighborhood. And, uh, and as I'm hanging the phone up at 3 a.m., I'm thinking, you know, if I had a scanner right now, if Lawrence police weren't deceptively hiding their crime stats by having an encrypted police scanner, I could just put on the scanner and find out if anybody was killed. Because finding out there's a shooting doesn't tell you a whole lot. Finding out a shooting just means somebody could have shot up into the air. But we don't know, was someone shot? And when someone is shot, doesn't necessarily mean that they've been killed. So was someone shot, and are they okay? Or did someone get shot and get killed? Was it a drive-by? Was it a domestic? What was it? What happened? But I put on my scanner right now, and I, I get white noise. And I was promised... I was promised by Mayor DePena, and he's my friend and I love him, but he's got to get off his ass on this because, yes, he's my friend, and yes, I'm loyal to him, and I, and I will continue to support him, but when you give your word that you're going to do something, you need to be doing that because I'm the guy that calls people up for not keeping their word. Ask Neil Perry in Methuen. I'm the guy that calls people out for not keeping their word. And when you don't keep your word in general, usually I'm all over you. But when you don't keep your word to me, then I'm really all over you. And I've given him a free pass for the last few months because I know Octavian's not feeling well, his chief of staff or whatever his title is. He's the head guy up there, the head honcho. And, and I know Octavian has not been feeling well. And, you know, I, and I love that guy to death. I hope he feels a lot better and comes back at full capacity. In fact, I think he actually went back to work yesterday. But I, but I hope he's okay. And he's been not doing well. And I also know that the DPW director, Jorge Jaime, had, a, heart, had a, a stroke a few months ago. And I know he's back to work. But working in Lawrence is very stressful, and I get it. But you, you guys need to keep your word. And you told me back in February that within 30 days I was going to have a scanner and that you guys were working on unencrypting that scanner so the public has full transparency about what our police are doing. And we even worked out some terms. We worked out some terms so that if I decide to go live and go to the site of a shooting or a fire or something that's going on, that I'd give them 10 minutes head start. So that if the criminals are watching, that was one of the big problems. This is one of the reasons why they encrypted the scanner is because I was going live and people could tune in and they could hear the scanner while I was going to calls and they could find out where the cops were. And sometimes the criminals would tune in because I'd have 5,000 people sharing my, my video, and they would find out where the cops were, and they were able to evade police. And that's one of the reasons why they encrypted the scanner, and I get that. So we worked out a deal where they give me a scanner, and I'm going to give them a 10-minute head start. So if there's a shooting on West Street at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to wait till 3.10 to post it or to go live. And that gives everybody an opportunity at the scene to do what they need to do before I need to report on what they're doing. And here we are in April. 
almost into May, and I don't have a scanner. Two shootings on West Street on Sunday, got no press release on it. Maybe I didn't, it went to the spam folder, but I didn't see one. And on top of all that, I put on my scanner and I still don't have it. Speaking of Lawrence police, um, my understanding is, and my understanding is pretty good, is that the investigation into Lawrence Police Chief Roy Vask has been issued. Now, when I say it's been issued, it has not been released. And I've talked to a few people who have seen the report. They've told me some things that are in the report. I'm not going to give you any of those details because as a journalist, I'm not going to just go by what what someone tells me is in a report. I need to actually see it. (coughs) Excuse me. I am trying very, very hard to get a copy of that report within the next 48 hours. And when I do, I may not post the whole report. I may just post portions of the report, the good and the bad. But from my, what my friends in City Hall and Lawrence are telling me, it's not good. And when I asked somebody last night what was the worst thing in the report, I got a very strange answer. The answer that I got was this. He lied. I said, well, if that's the worst thing in the report, how do you fire someone for lying unless they did it like under oath or in a report? Like if you lie in a police report, maybe you could fire a guy. Although I don't think that's really a fireable offense first time, but maybe it is. I don't know what the, I don't know what the uh, inner policies are of the Lawrence police. But the answer that I got was he lied. So I need to see what the report says. What did he lie about? And when I asked uh, uh, this person, what does the mayor plan on doing about this? If the worst thing is that he lied, is he going to bring him back? I was told no. The mayor does not want him back. Um, I was also told that the mayor offered Police Chief Roy Vask, who is still the chief, um, a settlement offer to not sue. That like we'll give you like you know buy out your contract plus a little bit. I, I'm, I'm I'm guessing I don't know what the exact offer was, but it would be something like you know we'll buy out your contract. We'll give you you know some some severance money, and you just go away, but don't sue us. And I also understand that the, um, that the chief's lawyer told them to go after themselves. So you could be seeing a, a trial at some point. You, you'll probably see a lawsuit and you'll see a trial. I've known Roy a long time. I don't know him as well as you'd think I would after knowing him for a long time. Um, but I can't imagine that he's going to just take it laying down. I think he's probably going to fight to the end. That's kind of what his personality is. It really would be better for everybody involved, including, I think, Roy, if he took some kind of a settlement and just went somewhere else, he's a smart guy, and he's, he was a good cop, and I, I think he'd get picked up anywhere. I think he could go work for the feds if he wanted to. He could work for state police if he wanted to. He could work for the DA's office if he wanted to. I mean, I, if he wants to continue in policing, there are a plethora of jobs that he is imminently qualified to do that would probably pay him a hell of a lot more than being the police chief of Lawrence. It would also be good for the city because it's, it's one less lawsuit, right? And the biggest problem that Lawrence has is you get a million lawsuits because every time somebody stubs their toe, they're suing the city. And they win because most of Lawrence's attorneys, they're not really very good at what they do. Um, of course, they're a lot better than Methuen's city attorney. But again, by comparison, that's not really saying a whole lot. Um, so we're waiting to find out what is in the report. Uh, I know it is legally a public document. When I asked yesterday, can I have a copy of this report? I was told, no, the lawyers don't want us to release it. My answer was, you do realize that I wrote the state's public records law, right? I, I, it's crazy that I have to keep reminding people that. Not, not so much that I'm like bragging and patting myself on the back, but like 
you do realize I know that law inside and out because I wrote it. You can't tell me something's not a public document because I know that it is. And when I was told, no, we're not giving that to you, I said, well, please don't make me file a, a, a public records request to the Lawrence mayor's office. Because if I file a request and then I get the same answer, then I've got to go to the Secretary of State's office. You guys get fined, and you also get a headline in the Valley Patriot, and that serves nobody. So how about just give me the fucking documents? And I was told they were going to talk to the lawyers, they were going to come back, and maybe you're going to have to file it, but once you file it, maybe we'll give it to you. I'm, I'm getting really tired of that out of the, out of the Mayor de Pena administration, I've got to tell you. And again, he's doing a great job as mayor but he's dropping the ball on some really serious things. And these are things that come back to haunt you when you come up for re-election. These are the things that stick with people. The lack of transparency in the police department, the lack of transparency with this investigation, the lack of transparency with the scanner. Those are things, especially Latino voters, they're very big on transparency because they come from a country that has almost no transparency. So uh, some tough love for Brian DePino in his office. I'm not going to say I'm mad at you guys, but I'm starting to get really frustrated because if this was Neil Perry, I'd be bombing him into next week. If this was Jim Ferentini in Haverhill, I'd be bombing him into next week. And I'm trying to give you guys the benefit of the doubt because I know Octavian hasn't been feeling well, and I know that the mayor is grappling with two very huge issues right now that he's got to spend all of his time on, and I get that, but you guys got to step up. All right, so that's, that's it on the, on the Lawrence thing. Uh, how much time? we got about eight minutes left. Where do we go? Let's talk about, um, uh, do we do DeSantis versus Trump on the Fox News Dominion battle? Um, let's talk about DeSantis versus Trump. So Ron DeSantis, he's the governor of Florida. Thinking of running for, thinking of running for president as a Republican. Of course, Donald Trump is running for president. He's running for re-election. Technically not re-election, right? Because he's not president right now. Um, but he is, he's running again for president. And you would think Donald Trump would be smart enough not to pull this bullshit. But I, I came in here and I told you guys about eight months ago that if Donald Trump continues to publicly attack Ron DeSantis, I'm out. And I got to tell you, I think I'm out. I think I'm out. Because yes, Donald Trump was a great president in my view. I know most people... Half the country hates the guy. I wouldn't say most people, but half the country hates the guy. But they hate him. They hate him as a person. Every single Donald Trump hater that I talk to, when I say, "Okay, remove the person, remove what you think of him as a person that he sexually harassed women, that he did this, he says mean things, he tweets mean things," tell me what policy that you disagree with. They can't come up with one because they don't even know what policies he put through. Because for four years, all they did was run around focusing on. Well, everybody else got one scoop of ice cream and Donald Trump got two and Donald Trump said mean things and Donald Trump tweeted mean things and Donald Trump's a racist. And so that's what they talked about for four years. They never once paid attention to one policy that he put through. I think Donald Trump was the greatest president since Ronald Reagan, maybe even better. But I'm still out. Because if you're so selfish that you're willing to savage the Republican Party and savage the people in the few people in the Republican Party actually doing what they promised they would do when they ran. Because most of these other Republicans are assholes. Most of them are liars. They promise you fiscal responsibility, then get in and run up the debt ceiling and, and spend more money. And then at election time, yell and scream about you know, one little thing that the Democrats wanted to increase spending on and say how irresponsible it was while they were all doing the same stupid shit. 
but he's going after Ron DeSantis, one of the few Republicans in this country who's actually doing what he said he would do, who could be the next Republican president. Let's say Donald Trump runs and he wins. He can only serve one term. Then what do you do? Going to give it back to the Democrats so they can go back to what we're dealing with now? I mean, if you're conservative, that's a nightmare. But you could have Ron DeSantis sitting in the wings if Donald Trump runs and wins. And you could have Ron DeSantis cover four more years after Trump. If you're a conservative, that's a dream. That's a dream if you're a conservative. I'm a conservative. I'm not a Republican, but I am a conservative. I would love to see Donald Trump get in for four more years and then DeSantis for, for eight years after that. But how do I vote for Donald Trump? After everything that he has done for the country, he then throws it all away by attacking guys like Ron DeSantis. Because by attacking Ron DeSantis, you're, attack, you're weakening his strong position in Florida to go after all of the woke bullshit that he's fighting against every day. Drag queen story hour in kindergarten classes, teaching kids about sex, transgender bathrooms, transgender surgeries, mutilating children, castrating children. Ron DeSantis is on the forefront in Florida fighting all that stuff. And it makes it much harder for him with Donald Trump running commercials that I saw twice this morning. Ron DeSantis kicked puppies in his free time. He voted to cut social security. Donald Trump's the greatest thing in the world. Well, I watch that and I just go, even if all of that is true, don't care. Don't care. You're going after Ron DeSantis. He's not even in the race yet. And by doing that, you're hurting the conservative cause. And so I think I'm out. If Ron DeSantis runs against Donald Trump, I'm with Ron DeSantis. I'm just going to say that. And all my Trump friends are going to be really upset with me. I posted that on Facebook a couple days ago, and I got a plethora of instant messages from people telling me, that's what the Democrats want. Don't give in. Well, listen, I don't care what the Democrats... I don't do what I do based on what the Democrats might want. I think Ron DeSantis is the guy because, A, he has almost the same policies as Donald Trump, but B, he's not going to be out there pissing people off every single day. He's not going to be picking fights with the press. He's not going to be mean tweeting all the time. He's not going to be distracting people. Donald Trump came out and did some of the greatest things for this country. And on the day that he would come out and do something tremendous for the country, people would be talking about it on CNN and Facebook, and it would be the topic of the day for like an hour. Because an hour after he did this tremendously great thing, he would tweet something that sounded really racist. Or he would tweet something that sounded really sexist. And then that's all anybody would talk about. And then that tremendous thing that he did got pushed off the front page from the next day. Because he's his own worst enemy. I think if Donald Trump had gotten in there for the four years that he was there and said, you know, once in a while I'll pick a fight with the press, but otherwise I'm just going to ignore the bullshit and just talk about my accomplishments and talk about what we're doing, he probably would have got another term. And he probably would have been able to stop all this woke bullshit that we're dealing with now under the Biden administration. But he couldn't help himself. He couldn't help himself because it's just his personality. It's just who he is. He has no loyalty to anybody, but he wants everyone else to have loyalty to him. You can hear my voice going now, right? So I think I'm out. I, mean, I think he was a great president. If DeSantis doesn't run, I'll probably vote for him. Unless somebody like DeSantis jumps in the race, then I might vote for them. But I was a very solid Donald Trump supporter right through the whole four years. Right through the, he got two, two scoops of ice cream, and, and he's a Nazi, and he says mean things, and he says sexist things. I, I, the insurrection, I supported him through all of that. But now I think I'm walking away. 
and I'm walking away because Donald Trump is only thinking of Donald Trump. He's not thinking of the conservative movement, and he's not thinking of the people who are the warriors on the front line of that conservative movement because they might pose a threat to his political ambitions. He's trying to destroy the movement. And to me, that really kind of seems suicidal if you are a conservative, and I am a conservative. So if you're a Democrat, you probably feel the exact opposite of everything that I said, and that's fine. Um, I had a couple of other things that I wanted to talk about, but it doesn't look like we have time. So let me just thank my sponsors. It was a pretty good show today, I thought. Um, Wish we could have done some stuff on Methuen. Um, I'm looking at some financial stuff, and hopefully next week I'll be able to do that. I want to thank McLennan Real Estate Century 21, JG's Ice Cream, Pleasant Valley Lake. You can roll up, Mel, if you want. Um, who else do we have? Uh, free show for four-star lighting. I love Joe over at four-star lighting. we got to get him back on the show. Uh, Pleasant Valley Landscaping, Dave Idconsoli, whose neighbor, I think, is just is is causing him some problems. I think we're going to be writing about that tonight. Uh, AFC Urgent Care, Lisa Williams, is looking for a billboard, Mr. Mayor. And uh, we kind of promised we'd help her back in November, and it's now April. So, Mr. Mayor, if we can get on that, that would be great. The McCur- Doug McCurio Law Office in... North Reading, Clear Path for Veterans, New England, Tomo and Shaken Seafood, Borelli's Deli, EIS, Investigation and Gun Training, Marcin and Sun Construction, Zanny Pesci Law Office, and McLennan Real Estate Century 21. I want to thank Chrissy, my fine, fine producer. Thank you, Tom. And you've got something coming up at Sadie's, I saw. I, I think I said. Oh, that's my belated birthday party, yeah. It's open to the public. It's an 80s night uh, next Saturday, the 29th of April. It's costume karaoke night, 80s. Come down to Sadie's Bar and Grill in Salem, New Hampshire. It's sure to be a blast. I'm going to be there because I'm not on deadline next week. Woo-hoo. We're going to come out late. So I, okay. I, will, I will be there finally to come see you play. Awesome. And it sounds like Melvin Taylor says you got to go home. So go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.